story about cheese, please. If you like your music silly, gonna get what you need. Celebs who thought they could sing, crazy remakes and kids tunes, nothing Seacrest would play. Anywhere else these songs would be teased, but we love them for their quirks, and so will you on Cheese, please. Cheese, please. Oh, yeah, it's Cheese, please. Cheese, please. In color. Here are your hosts, Snarf Dude and Daffodil. Welcome to the bunker. Illustrious listener, it's another edition of Keys, please. My name is Snarf Dude. And my name is Daffodil, and Snarf Dude is talking crazy. Why? You're talking about breaking things. Well, why not? Why can't we break things on the air, Daffodil? It's our break-in record special. Records that are breaking in, we can break things. No, I don't want to break anything. Why? Because it's messy, and then I have to clean it up. Ah, yeah. Okay, fine. So I won't... no breaking things. You sure? Not even a plate or maybe, um, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, we could break a paper plate. That's pretty safe. Yes, you can break a paper plate. Yeah. Or maybe one of them, um, what are those bamboo environmentally friendly plates? <laughs> that would make a noise, wouldn't it? It would definitely make a noise. I'm not sure what kind of a noise it would make. Yeah, well, maybe I'll get that, and uh, the listeners will be thrilled to hear me break a bamboo plate on the air. On our Break-In Records special. On the show this week, we're playing all Break-In Records. Do you don't know what that is? Daffodil will tell you. Yes, a Break-In Record was a novelty record which combined spoken word comedy with clips of popular music to create a humorous effect. Yay! (laughs) The subject... I'm not done. Stop. Oh. The subject matter was often inspired by contemporary events or popular culture such as television shows and films. Ah, okay. Such comedy recordings became popular in the U.S. for several decades starting in 1956 with The Flying Saucer. Yes, by Dickie Goodman. He started it all off. Well, we got a bit of a theme for our sets here on the Breaking Records special. We're not going to tell you what the themes are. We'll just tell you as we go. How's that? I can go with that. So we're going back to 1980 and 1981. A couple big events around that time. Chuck and Die with Mike Innes. You remember that big wedding? 1981. And the equally bigger divorce. Yeah, (laughs) of course. But we're just going to take a look at America in 1981 by the king of the break-in record, Dickie Goodman on... Cheese, please! We are here in New York City outside a famous disco. With me is President Ronald Reagan. Uh, Mr. President, do you feel that you are the answer to our nation's problems? And what are your thoughts about your new job as president? Here is the new first lady, Nancy Reagan. And Mrs. Reagan, what message do you have for former first lady, Rosalind Carter? Uh, There's Rosalind Carter now. And Mrs. Carter, what response do you have for Mrs. Reagan? With me is former president Jimmy Carter. Uh, Jimmy, now that you're no longer the president, what will you be doing? Working Just arriving from Dallas is J.R. Ewing. Uh, say, J.R., 
How can we get some inside information on some big oil deals? Just pour me a drink and I'll tell you some lies. There's the mayor of New York City. A mayor Koch, what question would you like to ask JR? Who's making love to your old lady? We're going inside the disco. Uh, there's Miss Piggy dancing with the Hulk. The Hulk is saying something to Miss Piggy. You're my lady. Miss Piggy, it seems like the Hulk is falling for you. What have you got to say? I'm not the kind of girl who lives up just like that. And what will you say when he takes you home? Just entering is former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. Uh, Dr. Kissinger, where have you been today? New York, Moscow! And where else? Hong Kong, Tokyo! With Dr. Kissinger is the new Secretary of State, Alexander Haig. Uh, General Haig, if another nation threatened the United States, what would you do? Rip it! Rip it good! Just dancing by from 60 Minutes are Mike Wallace and Dan Rather. Uh, Mr. Wallace, why are you dancing with Dan Rather? I can't cover up my feelings. And Mr. Rather, why are you dancing with Mike Wallace? I'm just a little in love. There's Tom Snyder and Rona Barrett. Uh, Tom, what have you got to say to Miss Rona? Girl, you're every woman in the world to me. With me now are several former senators and congressmen, now known as the Abscam Bunch. Well, former senator... What have you got to say? We got nothing to be guilty of. And Mr. Former Congressman, how about you? I don't want to talk. There's Brooke Shields dancing in her jeans. Hey, jeans, after hanging around Brooke Shields, what have you got to say? There's a party going on right here. I see Fran Tarkington, Kathy Lee Crosby, and John Davidson of That's Incredible with a guest from the show who has his heart in his mouth. Wait, Mr. Guest. Why are you eating Fran, Kathy Lee, and John? Everybody's got a hungry heart. Here again is the President of the United States, Ronald Reagan. And Mr. President, what is the one thing that everyone in this country needs? Passion. But Mr. President, even the President needs passion. Governor Reagan, okay. Everybody I know needs some passion. All right, you know. Okay, Ronnie. We got the message. Get back. Well, here we are at Buckingham Palace, dancing the night away. The occasion, the marriage of the decade. Prince Charles and Lady Diana. We're going to speak with them later, but first let's talk with some members of the family. With me now is Queen Elizabeth. Tell me, what was your first thought when you found out Prince Charles was going to marry Lady Diana? Well, you know, there's been a lot said by the press that you might step down and let Prince Charles reign as king. What do you think about that? That's great, Prince Philip. I never knew you could dance like that. You really look like you're floating. How do you do it? I understand, Princess Anne, that you're the only person who's ever eaten any of Lady Diana's cooking. <laughs> How was it? Here's a former girlfriend of Prince Charles's. What do you think of the wedding? Well, finally, Prince Charles and Lady Diana. Now, Chuck, you don't mind me calling you Chuck, do you? Well, good. You're going to want to have little royalties. So how many heirs would you like to have? Ah, oh, what a great sense of humor. Di, what do you think about that? Why, my lord? Uh, you can say that again. Why, my lord? Uh, don't you just love her? Well, since we're on the subject, what do you plan on naming your firstborn? 
Okay. Well, Di, I want to talk to you a minute. Queen Elizabeth is now your mother-in-law, and calling her your majesty seems a little bit formal. So what do you plan on calling her? Well, Prince Charles, you dated hundreds of girls. What was it that attracted you to Lady Diana? Now, Di, the sport of polo's rough and tough, and I know you want Chuck to quit. But at the same time, you're concerned. What do you say when Chuck falls off his horse? You two have to be the couple of the decade. So where are you going on your honeymoon? One last question. Prince Charles, what's your wedding gift to Lady Diana? Well, that's a story from Buckingham Palace, where Prince Charles and Lady Diana, Chuck and Di, have just been married. Elvira, and we thought a boy named Sue was silly. Peace, please, with Mike Hennessy Chuck and Di, 81. I don't know. I don't know about that. That is, that is just some bad, droll jokes. Very much so. I, I think. And before that, the king of the break-in record, Dickie Goodman with America 81. Did you hear Daffodil? He was talking about uh, that TV show that uh, John Davidson, Fran Tarkenton, and Kathy Lee Crosby was actually on back in 1981. That's incredible. No, 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 not really. We have John Davidson on the line. What does he think? That's incredible. Yeah, exactly. See? <laughs> That's my version of a break-in record. What can I say? My name is Snarf Dude. And I'm Daffodil, and you are definitely listening to Cheese Please. The wacky, warped, and weird every week. That's incredible. Yeah, I know. That's 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 pretty much it. And we're continuing on now to our Breaking Records special. We're actually, we are on our Breaking Records special. We're moving to a different decade. Ah, yes, the 1970s. And one of the big things back then was radio stations would do their own Breaking Records. You Which know, is actually kind of cool when you think about it. Like spending hours upon hours editing and, and putting their own records together and playing them on the air. And then actually, in some cases, they sold the records for charity. You know, I, I almost have to interrupt here. Why? Did little Snarfy try to make his own Brecken records? Um, well. I'm not asking if it still exists. I'm just asking if you tried. Um, I'll have to think about that. You think about that. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to think about that. Do I really want to say anything about that? I'll have to think about that. But we got uh, shortly the folks at KJR Radio doing the KJR Evil Knievel break-in record shortly, because apparently there was no proper title for it on YouTube anyway. But we're starting off with the good guys at K-E... or no, K-L-E-O. K-L-O? Or K-L-E-O? Cleo. Okay, fine. Yes, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I just couldn't figure that out. The good guys and doing the Cleo update right here on... Cheese, please! This is Harry Reasonable with Cleo Update. Tonight, we cover the inauguration of Jimmy Carter. We switch live now to reporter Jim Shorts. Mm, thank you, Harry. President Ford, how do you feel about losing the election? It's a terrible thing to you been doing these days? Lying in bed with the radio on. Jimmy, you were critical of the president during the campaign. Now that you've met him face to face, what do you think of him? So much rhythm, grace, and heaven for one man. Oh. And Jerry, what do you think of Jimmy? Johnny, come lately. The new kid in town. Hey, Jimmy, you've been getting a lot of phone calls, man. I 
Jerry, any suggestions on handling all them calls? Disconnect the telephone line. President Ford getting back to the election. Excuse me, Mr. Ford, the president-elect is now getting dressed for the ceremony. This is Baba Wawa from Jimmy Carter's dressing room. Jimmy, what will you be wearing to the inauguration? I pull my Ooh, then dress will be casual. Are you ready for the inaugural ball? I feel like dancing, dancing, dance the night away. Thank you, Baba, uh, Barbara. Uh, Mr. Ford, we heard that you don't like to be called a lame duck president. Is that true? Well, you won't have to duck uh, those questions much longer because Jimmy Carter's about to make his inauguration speech. Hi there, everybody. It's good to see your faces. I want to talk to you tonight about a, a time on a democratic tradition. This first lady was a... While the attention of the world is on Jimmy Carter, Mr. Ford, do you have any word for the folks in Grand Rapids? Where do you plan to look for a new job? It looks like the new president is about to end his speech back up to the podium. As your president, I look forward to deeply satisfying each and every one of you. God forgive us all. Thank you. President Jimmy Carter now leaving the podium. Jimmy, one last question. How does it feel now that you're president? I'm Harry Reasonable, and that's Cleo Update. From Twin Falls, Idaho, Evil Knievel's Daredevil leap across the Snake River Canyon. With us is Robert Truax, designer of the XR2. Mr. Truax, what is your main concern about the sky cycle? When it go round and circle When it fly high like a bird up in the sky Do you feel then that Evil is making a mistake by trying to jump across the canyon? Everybody plays the fool you stand to lose $100,000 if evil doesn't make it across. How much do you have invested in the Sky Cycle? What special precautions are you taking to make sure that evil does make it? Evil Knievel is coming into the launch area now. Evil, is there anything in this world that you're afraid to jump? you and your wife spend the night before today's jump. She packed my bags last night, we fly. Evil is getting into the sky cycle. But wait, his wife is running up the ramp towards him. She's shouting something at him. I can't quite make it out. Yes, I do believe she's saying... Stop in the name of love. Evil is turning back towards her, and he answers... It's too late to turn back now. The tension here is incredible as they strap Evil in the Sky Cycle. We have actually placed a microphone in the Sky Cycle, and we'll be able to hear Evil's comments while we describe the action as it happens here at the Snake River. The rocket bike is starting up the ramp. Oh no! His auxiliary parachute is starting to open! The main chute is opening now, and Evil is plummeting towards the wall of the canyon! The Sky Cycle is heading at an incredible speed right towards the bottom of the canyon. I wanna live. We go now to our reporter in the rescue boat. Take it away, Leonard. We have evil in the boat now. Evil, I'm sure the question in everyone's mind is why did you ever attempt such a suicide jump? <laughs> 
Would you advise any of our listeners to attempt such a dangerous jump? Wanna get to heaven? As we leave the Snake River Canyon, all we can say to Evil Knievel is... Baby, on a rich man! Baby, on a rich man! Baby, on a rich man! Too! Oh! Baby, on a rich man! Please, please, with a KJR breaking record by KJR Radio, as Evil Knievel actually jumped the Snake River Canyon, right? No. Why? Oh. Well, he attempted to jump the Snake River Canyon. The steam that powered the engine was superheated. Okay. But the parachute prematurely deployed as it left the launching rail, oh. which caused significant drag. The craft made it across the canyon to the North Rim. Okay. But it didn't actually land where it was supposed to and just kept going down. 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 It didn't land in the water. Okay. If it had landed in the water, Knievel says he would have drowned. No. <laughs> And he only had minor physical injuries. Really? Yes, which not, is impressive. Not many broken bones? No broken bones. So this, I'm thinking about this. this. This whole thing, I mean, he made a lot of money nevertheless anyway. This was a big, big thing back in the 1970s. You know, TV coverage, the whole ball of wax. Yet what it really comes down to, it's like a bad Wiley Coyote cartoon. But do you know what? What? Stuntman Eddie Braun? Yeah actually completed the jump. Really? In 2016. Okay, so someone actually did that. Many On a replica of the Sky Cycle. Uh, decades later after Evil Knievel attempted it. It, yes. it still sounds like something out of a Wiley e. Coyote cartoon, you know? He just yes. keeps going... Anyway, my name is Starfdoom. And I'm Daffodil, and you're listening to Cheese Please, your weekly dose of the wacky, the warped, and the weird, and this week we're all broken up. Yes, as a matter of fact, it's a break-in record special, I should mention. That was the Clio update before that with the good guys in our 1970s radio stations set. Now, we go a decade earlier to the 1960s. Why? Because, because we can. We yeah, that's pretty much it. We got Dr. Derek Hill with Dave Diamond coming up shortly, but it's it's Jerry B with Double O Soul in action. Right here on Cheese Please. It's time for the adventures of Secret Agent James Blood, better known as Double O Soul. This time, Double O Soul is out to break up the powerful criminal organization known as Smash and its leader. The latest project of Smash is an evil plot to blow up the whole world, including themselves. They're on the eve of destruction. On hearing this, Double O Soul decides to get in good with Mohair Sam's girlfriend, Sloopy Galore. She's gonna love you tonight now. If you just treat her right now. He looks at her tenderly and asks her, Are you a boy? Are you a girl? And she immediately falls in love with him. She tells him exactly when the bomb is to be exploded. Yesterday. Knowing he has very little time left, Double O Soul decides to confront Mohair Sam, and he begins looking for his new secret weapon. I got to find that ring, dang, dude. Meanwhile, the leaders of Smash just sit back defiantly and say, Catch us if you can. Mohair Sam is found at the Sloopy was a think, and he makes her a prisoner. She calls to Double O Soul for help. He tells her, Double O Soul has found his ring dang do and he takes off for Smash's headquarters. Run, 
Mohair Sam decides not to wait any longer. At the count of three, he's going to blow up the world. One, two. Just in the nick of time, Double O Soul arrives. First, he frees Sloopy and shows her the way to safety. Then with his bare hands, he shoots everybody in the room. O'Hare Sam and two of his top men escape out the back door. We gotta get out of this place. It's the last thing we ever do. And it was the last thing they ever did. Using his powerful ring dang do, Double O Soul sends them up into the clouds where he knows they'll run into men from outer space who will say, We take you now to the 12th floor of Zilch General Hospital, where in an intimate operating room, the famous Dr. Derekill is about to perform a history-making heart operation. Our reporter, Bermuda Schwartz, is on the scene. Yes, fans, this is Bermuda Schwartz here in the intimate operating room at Zilch General Hospital, where Dr. Derekill is about to match the talent of his rival surgeon, Colben Casey, with an epic-making heart operation. Oh, there he is now. Let me just scoot over here and see if we can get a word with him. Oh, Dr. Darekill, I understand the patient was a little upset about the possibility of pain in this operation. How did you answer this question? Oh, yes, well, that was big of you. Uh, what did she say to this, Dr. Darekill? If I cry every time you hurt me I'd be crying all the time. Yes, a most brave patient, I must confess, doctor. Tell me, do you plan any cutting on the patient? And if so, by what process? Oh, how did she react when you told her this, doctor? Here comes that feeling again. Uh, doctor, since this is a very delicate operation, did you take anything in uh, special preparation for it? Dutch and soda. Oh, yes. Well, I imagine that would help, wouldn't it? But you're shaking, Doctor. Are you frightened? It's just my funny way of laughing. Yes, my funny way of laughing. Uh, doctor, I understand you performed another great heart operation last month. Could you tell us where that was? <laughs> Oh, rather interesting place for an operation. Well, I see they're ready for you over at the operating table, Doctor. So let me just slip over here and have a brief word with the patient. Uh, madam, how do you feel about this great heart operation by Dr. Darekill? Yes, well, that's enough, that's enough. Oh, yes, this is Bermuda Schwartz returning you to Radio Central. Keys Please with Dave Diamond and Dr. Dare Kill, which is a parody of Dr. Kildare, a very popular 1960s television se series along with Ben Casey. Yes. That was big back then. And uh, there actually, uh, now that I think about it, Dickie Goodman did one called Ben Crazy. Uh, that could have been a good spinoff. Yeah, exactly. There we go. And before that, we had Jerry V doing... Double O Soul in action with a little bit of James Bond mixed in there. Yes. On our break-in record special, my name is Starfdude. And I'm Daffodil, and we have wended our way to the end of another show, and what are you doing? I said I was going to break a bamboo plate, right? Should I 
cue in the listener to what this plate is actually made of, or do you want to make your breaking attempt first? Well, I can try to break a Taylor Swift record. How's that? We don't have a Taylor Swift record. Really? Yes. Maybe we should get one. Just so you can break it. Yeah, sure. No, we don't have time for that. Okay, Any, anyway, uh, this is a actual bamboo plate that looks more like paper. Yes. So I'm, a, I'm about to break it in honor of our break-in record special. So I really don't want to break it, though. Okay. We can compost it. It's compostable. You know what? I'm not going to break it. There, I just threw it out. Oh, sorry. Anyway, uh, we got to end off the show. We've got report from outer space, Jerry Bennett, shortly. But we're starting off the set with The Invaders by Belton Bruce. Until next week, folks. Have fun, stay cheesy. Come back next week. I'm sure there will be shenanigans. The Martians have landed on Earth. This is Belt Nudley reporting live from the scene of the invasion. The spaceship door is opening. You can hear the Martians as they leave their ship. We now cut to Washington to Bruce Irving, who will interview the president. Bruce Irving here. Mr. President, the world is waiting to hear what you have to say to the Martian invaders. I hear you Go back where you And just what will the army do? Not three times. Well, sir, how would you evaluate our situation? It's impossible. We now return to Belt. Nutley at the scene. Hi, Belt Nutley again. The Martians are now advancing on New York City. Mayor Lindsay, when informed of the invasion of New York, had this to say. There goes my only possession. I'm now walking among the invaders. I'll try to get one of them to speak to me. You there, could I ask you a few questions for the radio audience? Just why have you come to Earth? I was born to what is it like out there in space? Thank you. And now we return to the studio and Bruce. Hi, Bruce again. I have some of our country's leaders gathered here to appraise the current crisis. Senator Ted Kennedy, what have you to say? Next to speak is the Reverend Bitta Graham. What can you tell the people to do? Yes, I believe I see the Vice President. Mr. Vice President, what can you say to us? Searching for something to say. Now, cut back to Belt Nutley at the scene for an important development. I have just been informed the Army is sending in our greatest fighter. Yes! Here comes Amos! Amos, how do you intend to defeat the invaders? Yeah, knock them in the head with a stone. The Martians are retreating. The world is saved. You can hear them as they leave. Wait a minute. We're getting a radio message from the departing spaceship. Let's hear what their leader is telling them. Good evening. We are about ready to obtain the first outer space interview with Colonel John Glenn. Colonel Glenn, can you hear me? What's your name? Uh, the name is Hut Chetley, sir. I have seen you before. Uh, Colonel Glenn, here's a question all the people here on Earth, I'm sure, would like to know. Do you enjoy being an astronaut? Shoot me out of a cannon, I don't care. 
Colonel Glenn, did your wife have anything to say about you making this trip? Stop what you're doing. Say, tell me, Colonel Glenn, can you see New York City from up there? I guess she come. Can you see anything else up there, Colonel Glenn? Uh, before you went up, sir, did you have any questions to ask? Well, when you took off, how did it feel? One more question, Colonel Glenn. As you may know, you're the number one man on Earth right now. And all the people back here on Earth want to know, do you want to make space travel a full-time job? Never in a hundred years. Thank you very much, Colonel John Glenn, our first man in outer space. Well, that's about it from here. Hut Chetley saying goodnight and goodnight, David. A goodnight, David. What? What? Colonel Glenn is still on Earth? That's right! You mean they put David in the rocket ship instead of Colonel Glenn? You catch on fast! Goodbye, David. Cheese, please. Your weekly sample of Dewacky, Dwarfed, and Weird was produced by Snarf Dude and Daffodil, but was originally created by Snarf Dude and Moondog for Scottsdale and Productions. Drop by the website anytime online at www.chezeplezee.com. I'm Uncle Skeeter, inviting you back next week as we help to spread the cheese. <laughs>